Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today on the podcast, we had a little snafu with a guest. And so Lindsay finally is getting behind the mic with me, my producer, mine, (laughs) I own her, (laughs) who y'all have heard me talk about so many times and who I adore and love and just... I really do. I really do. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so Lindsay and I are just going to basically kind of shoot the shit, just That's talk all. about things that are like relative in our world. And um, just for our listeners, because you don't get behind my mic much, my yeah. mic, will you uh, give us a little what's up on you? Yes. Okay. So I'm Lindsay. I'm the producer of Are You For Real? So fucking cool, guys. <laughs> um, I think, first of all, I have to fangirl you because I think you're so fucking cool. And ever since I started producing... Are you for real? Which We've come is, a long way. We really have. Yeah. We really have. And like, that's my job now, but it started out, I worked in food and beverage my entire life and then um, ended up starting a podcast about food and beverage called F&B Radio, which is still going on. Yes, you should listen to it. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. And I started getting requests to get other people's shows started or edit. And you were one of the first people that came on. It was you and one other guy named Rick Jones. And you were my first official clients. Wow. Yeah. Oh my, so we've we're, been to, we're still here. I know. That's, it's, you know, but that speaks very highly of, I have a, like one or two clients who have been with me since basically the first day I started teaching in Charleston. Aren't they like so special to you? It's like your first kid. You're yeah. Like, I love the other kids too. But yeah. But like you made me. Yeah. You made me. Yeah. There's we, just like a very special. We created. <laughs> um, so I was thinking, that's funny because I think about that first podcast. I remember when I first. <laughs> oh, I we, love this story. When we were at your house. And I, I literally brought like, Waylon with you. Okay. Okay. Because I was Waylon doing my was intro. in my playroom. Yep. Because I was like, we were just like talking and I was like, do you have any alcohol open? Yeah. Like, I'm so fucking nervous. Wait, Waylon. No, Waylon was at the first ever episode recording. But okay. you came over to do like with a warm up and an intro with yeah. Carter. That's right. Yeah. And we did. I always have alcohol. Yeah. And always. I was really nervous. And then I think the next time I was like, oh, I got to bring her a bottle of Prosecco to replace it. And then <laughs> I opened did. it. <laughs> I'm everyone's favorite guest. I'm basically Kira. Um, well, so Lindsay and I were kind of shooting the shit, like I said before. And one of the things that we talked about, and for those of you that have been in um, my studio downtown, my office used to be a small studio. So it's actually, this This isn't what we were talking about, but I think about all the time, there's a whole wall of mirrors and where my desk yeah. is to look at Carter. I have to, con- I have to look at floor to ceiling mirrors. Yeah. And I've talked about this before, but in my industry, I mean, in the whole world, but in my industry, it's like growing old, like gracefully in a pair of spandex, dancing across a room with mirrors is really hard. Borderline impossible, I would say. I yeah. mean, like, it's hard to do and be gentle to yourself. It is. Because I'm, I have three kids and I've, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not saying that I've ever been, you know, like over, like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm a skin. Uh, people would look at me and say you're a thin person. Yeah. Well, it's your body. That's my you body. You are very thin. That's my t- body type. But like recently I kind of got on up. I, w- I really wanted to rebuild my core after my last kid, Roman. Because you've had big babies. Giant babies. Yeah. And you're not a giant woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was having physical problems with it. And like we have tried, I think about a year after I came in to the works, I took Kate Counts class, I nearly died. And mm-hmm. then I just kind of put fitness away. I was like, I, I'm not. There are lots this. of types of fitness folks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and if you were in that fateful class where I threw up, there was everybody in the works was so nice to me. Like we, I felt so loved and supported as I was dying. Yeah. It was really great. I like, feel like Jillian was like literally like cheering your name. I was like, okay, yes. let's take a pause. I think she's, I think she's good. Like people are like climbing over themselves <laughs> to help you. I'm like, leave the woman alone. Kira, Kira was in there. She was so sweet. Like everybody was so cool. But I've, I've, 
never been an athlete. Like I joke about it, but I was a theater kid. I was always naturally kind of on the thinner side, so I just didn't understand exercise totally. or the benefits of exercise, not not necessarily just like how you look. But that gets a uh, lot of people in the door. Yes. Yeah, totally. And, and that's a common misconception. And working in restaurants forever, it's like the, it's the opposite game. It's like what what abuse can we do to our body and still perform right. instead of like how can we support our body? So it's like a lot of undoing. I love that. Years of basically like a ba- badge of honor of like how much yeah can you how hurt, fucked up hurt can you yourself get and still do yeah. a double yeah. and still be like oh i worked 7 days this week yeah. it's it's very it's changing a lot in the restaurant industry but it's a very unhealthy environment that's not a surprise to anybody right right <laughs> this episode is brought to you by plastic surgery of the carolinas I love Plastic Surgery of the Carolinas personally. I go there because I love doing lasers on my skin. I'm not gonna pretend that I don't do those things or take care of my skin. I spent a ton of my life in the sun. And so when my skin gets dry or it gets dull, I really love the Clear and Brilliant laser. Um, They have the latest and the greatest Clear and Brilliant touch skin resurfacing laser. Um, For me, I like this because it's the golden standard for improving your skin's tone, texture, and radiance while building collagen and reducing pigment. It also helps with the appearance of fine lines and wrinkle. What's, what you have to know, because I didn't know this as well, is it doesn't show up right away. So you gotta give yourself like three weeks before you think that it's not working. And then after those three weeks, people are like, oh my gosh, what did you do to your skin? Like tons of my brown spots fell off. Your skin will feel a little like dry at first, but Clear and Brilliant is my absolute, absolute favorite laser. Um, this laser uses an advanced treatment with two different handheld devices and two different wavelengths of laser for significantly improved results than the actual original Clear and Brilliant laser. So this is like the Mac Daddy. And here is the coolest part, you guys. This laser treatment for one treatment is usually $550. If you mention the works when you call them, they're doing them for our family for $250 a pop. Okay, that is more than 50% off the laser. This is the best offer we have ever had. So if nothing else, send this podcast to your friends so they can hear this ad. So when you call up there, mention the works and they are going to basically give you these lasers for free. Do you hear me? Their phone number 843-881-3881. Make sure you tell them that Sarah Frick from the work sent you to get your laser discount. They are located in Mount Pleasant off a Long Point Road. The staff is fabulous. They answer all your questions. They're super kind, super laid back. Go, go, go. They have tons of other options, treatments, everything from plastic surgery to injectables. It really is an amazing experience. I'm not just saying that. They're kind, they're generous. They're really good at their work, so go check them out. Um, after Roman, I was just like this. I mean, I couldn't hold my body up anymore. I had a tear in my abdomen, um, and it was just, it was getting really painful. And and I was unhappy. I was kind of putting on extra weight. I'm, I love to cook. Love to Amazing eat. cook. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so it's kind of like this weapon of destruction where it's like if you start feeling down, you're postpartum. Yeah. I was making a pan of brownies every night and just being like, this is, this is my, this is, who this I is am what now. I do. <laughs> yes. Like, it wasn't, it was like, I clean the kitchen and then I like melt the butter and yeah. brown the butter yeah, and I make brownies. But it's also like, just to talk about that, like that must be so therapeutic for you. It is. Cooking. It is. Yeah. And that's why when it started to like turn, take a turn, it wasn't helping me anymore. I was like, well, what do I do now? Like, yeah. that's my Where do only, I turn to? Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. that's my source of comfort. That's my source of like feel good. It's so nourishing to like make something good for other people too. So Jeremy, I'd be like, okay, we're going to like do this and eat brownies or like make a cheesesteak and do this. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's really, I know. it's like the way that I love people. 
And so I had, I was carrying around a little bit of extra weight. I wouldn't say it's a ton of extra weight, but it was mostly the way I felt and looked in my body Mm -hmm. and how my energy level was so bad. So I started trying to get more into fitness and it's been cool. I've like been able to, to get back in shape through doing some like pretty simple Pilates stuff at home and it's great. And I've, it's changed my whole life because it helps me, it helps me prioritize myself, which is something I never do. Like that's another F and B thing. It's like, how can I take care of you? Yeah. How can I, what, like I'm the last person in my life, in my work and every element that's like gets taken care of. So, well, it, and you also homeschool three children yeah. and you work full time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I like, I see a kind of a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yes. Like I want to, I want to push it as hard as I can and, but not ever giving any attention to me. Yeah. And so I got to start, I got, I got to feeling better. And I was like, this is, this matters. I'm carving out this time. I'm meditating every day. I'm on like a 400 day meditation streak. What? Yeah. 400 days? It's like making coffee for me now. I just so would even not if you're ever like skip it. Not at home. Like say you, you and the kids go somewhere else. Yep. You literally get up, close my door. I, before Can I Can you tell out, us what your practice is? Because that is, that's amazing. It's really just, honestly, it's sitting there. I put a little, I get some essential oils and I put a little cushion under me, just a pillow. I can't afford the fancy ones. Like there's some meditation cushions that are like hundreds of dollars. Oh, totally. Why? Why? Well, because everybody likes to make money off an industry. <laughs> so, oh my You want to feel good? You better buy this. We could do a whole, I mean, yeah. that's, I know you know about that. Yeah. But I sit down and I try to breathe in and focus on my breath for five to 10 minutes. That's amazing. That's all I do. I don't, I've never gotten past 20. I'll do some guided meditations but mostly I just sit in the dark. Yesterday I had to work, I had to be somewhere at eight. So I woke up at six and I like sat in a dark, empty room in our house that used to be Roma's nursery. Mm -hmm. And I lit a candle and just like, I just take a fucking second. And it sounds so corny. And I was so against it. It doesn't sound corny. I was like, this is dumb. This doesn't, there's no way this can matter. And it has like opened me up creatively. It's opened me up emotionally. Like I've just... It's brought Jeremy in. We meditate together now. Like, so what do you, and you know, it's like for you, where do you feel like you're, where do you feel the biggest benefit? In the ability to not get carried away. I'm an, I'm an emotional person that like, like I can't even, <clears throat> if I think about getting into an argument or a confrontation or something, like I play through scenarios that haven't happened in my totally. head. Like my anxiety kind of manifests that way. Right. And I'll just I like, have like the best conversations in my car yes. with nobody. No, I'm like, oh no, fuck you, bitch. I, I was gonna say I throw some zingers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, on it yeah. in my head. Got music bumping, and then I get there, I'm like, hey, you want to chat? Hey, so if yeah. that's okay with you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if not, that's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> so it's, it was never like I portrayed that outside, and so I'm like, this is useless, and I, it's it's helped me not run away with the fucking storyline that is basically the the shit that we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's n- sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not, but it's, it started out, I was just like confused and like kind of waiting for the timer to go off. <clears throat> and then now it's gotten to a place where I sort of like am addicted to what comes up and like being like, what's going to be revealed today? Because mm. I get not only things like I'm trying to write a book right now and I'm almost finished with it, but which is amazing. I thank you. I get, I get information. I get ideas. Yeah. Because and, you're not being penetrated by like everything else. Yeah, it's like it's just a pause and my brain like starts to sort of just do what it naturally is kind of thinking about and it feels really genuine and it helps me. I'm a creative person and it helps me feel fulfilled. 
and it helps me be patient with my kids, which is not easy. No, it's really not. I'm a yeller, yeah. and I'm. It helps me just like when I start to feel like I'm going to yell, I still yell, but I I catch myself more. I think more about what I'm, how I treat people. Like it's just made honestly. Like I can't say enough about how much it's changed my life. Yeah, I love that because it's. I I've always felt like I just go go with whatever's happening. Like I'm, I'm out of control, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> not though. I feel like I am though. And I feel like a lot of people feel like that. Well, yeah. I think <clears throat> when we had Kelly on the podcast a few weeks ago, like I keep going back to what she said. I think we were maybe talking about plant medicine or something. And she's like, you know, I can't go there because I'm, you know, a mom trying to hold it all together, a single <laughs> mom. And like, she's like, I'm a train wreck, but I'm on the track. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah, right. I'm like, on the track. I just, things are falling. <laughs> We're losing wheels, but exactly. we are on the track. But I feel like since meditation, I have, I have more choice in what I do. And that is what I always wanted is yeah. to not, cause I just feel like in so many situations that I've been in, it's like, whether it's my job whether it's my, you know, relationships, it's like, I feel like I'm just reacting to what's happening Mm -hmm. and I don't have any say. Mm -hmm. Mm. And now that I'm meditating and like 400 days into it or whatever, it's like, I've, I've reversed, I've kind of reprogrammed my brain to be like, no, you do have a say, not only in how you feel about what's happening, but how you react to what's happening. I love that. It's been crazy. That's amazing. So that's like a really huge benefit. And then I noticed, I started sharing stuff on Instagram of my workouts mm-hmm. and I was just going to do it through January and, and it was cool because a lot of people in, in restaurants that I had worked with in the past were like, this is really neat. Like, what are you doing? This actually has inspired me. You know, several chefs around town were like, I'm, I'm eating two eggs and fiber. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. even Maggie would be like, Hey, that's inspired me to like, remember to eat breakfast. Right. And like I was getting all this positive feedback about it and it was really like just filling me up with all this positivity and And then at some point I started being, because it's a visual medium, I started really focusing in on the progress that had happened with my body. And I was like loving it, right? Like I look better. Yeah. I I look better. I look different. You, you look amazing. (laughs) We're going to practice that on meditation this week. Okay. Yeah. You do. That's really kind. Thank you. And I feel that. Yeah. I feel, I I feel on the inside. Yeah. I never like never been happier with the way that I look, but it like very quickly took a kind of a weird turn where I was sort of picking apart, even as things got better, I was picking apart things. It's like you just find something new. I know. You find another thing that's like, oh, that's not as good as it could be. I look (laughs) at... It's crazy. I remember, I mean, when I was, let's see, like 15 pounds thinner than I am now, and I had done a bunch of like photo shoots. I think it was like kind of right when I was like exiting my last studio, and I was working like crazy and working out, you know, like crazy and um, probably doing some weird restrictive eating, which I told myself, you know, that it wasn't, rest- you know, I yep. created a whole situation in my store in my head. And I remember I did a photo shoot with this girl um, and she had done two photo shoots for me. And the second one, I was like, I just don't feel like I'm the same in my body. She's like, you definitely have put on a little weight. Oh, and I mean, God. I was literally bones. <gasps> and I look at those pictures now and I'm like, how in the world? Could I have, but, but it's so crazy. And it's like, there's this like meme or something and it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. It's like, I wish I was fat back when I thought yeah, I was fat. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yes. or whatever, however it goes. And, you know, as someone in my industry and then like any freaking woman in the world, it's like, I hear from people all the time. Like, yes, I'm struggling with that. Like, I think about, like we're every day we're getting a little bit older, yeah. you know, and, and there is an element of vanity in yeah. like this business and this work and yeah. it can go really far. Oh, it can go so far. And I think that it's beyond even our, our control. Like you can try to oh, 
you can try to do whatever you can to say, you know, I'm a confident person in general. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a, I don't see myself or identify as an insecure person, but I really am so insecure. And everybody is because of the way women's bodies are perceived mm-hmm. and commented on. And even in the positive way, like as I got better, it was like, well, cause then like, you got to keep up with the damn shtick. Yeah. I know. And then you just see someone else and I'm 35 and, uh, and you start to look at other people's faces and you're like, is that like a normal 35 year old's face? Or is that like a 35? Is that what yeah. my face should look like? Right. Am I like, where, am, where do I fall? And that person's like, I'm actually seven. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. and there's so much that can be done now. And I think like, at the, I just want to say this up top. I think that whatever makes you happy is what you should do. I don't, I'm not against any sort of, um, work or things that people do. Like I love skincare. I'm like, obs- I'm a Taurus. I'm obsessed with skincare, mm-hmm. obsessed with plants and, I like taking care of myself. I like the ritual and I'm I, even Botox. I'm like, I've, I haven't said any, like nothing, no to anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I may do it in the future. I haven't done anything like that, but I'm not, I'm not like a person who like, I would never do that. Right. I think it's about what makes you happy. I think what, what this experience has taught me is, is it really making me happy or is it, is it becoming a source of something that I'm like kind of losing control of? Mm-hmm. Am I controlling it or is it controlling me? Exactly. And you say that all the time. But it's the like everything in our life. Yeah. I have to like literally check myself so many times a day. And that's why I think the meditation part is really good because it makes you like you just have yourself to talk to or think about. And it's like, is that a real thought? Do, is, your, is your belly fluffier today? Right. Or is that real or does it matter? Or are you on your period or are you a human or is it okay? Right. Right. If it is, right, you know, yeah. like I have a really scarred up stomach and I just like spend so much time hating it. I know. No matter, like, it makes me sad. I know. I do the same thing. It makes me like, I like, I've like, how many times have I grabbed my stomach? Like my son's yeah. probably like, can you get your fucking hands off me? <laughs> yeah. Like go yeah. away lady. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. That you're I'm welcome here. that I have organs <laughs> yeah, and that, that you carry children and that we're, you know, and I just think like, you know, this conversation, like Lindsay and I said, when we were hopped on, we're like, it's not going to be super directive or whatever, but I think ev- everybody thinks this way and like women especially, and it's just know you're like, you're not alone No, <laughs> because Lindsay and I could not have di- more different body types. And like, I look at her and see one thing and she looks at me and sees yeah. one thing. And then we look at ourselves and see something totally different. And it's like, I think there's so much to be said about just having conversations about it. And like, you know, I recently had a situation where I decided I wasn't happy with something. I went to go take care of it, which I thought was going to be one way. There were some complications and it ended up having to be taken care of a totally different way. And it threw me Mm. into like depression, you know, and I'm like still kind of dealing with it right now because it was like basically to save, I don't want to be dramatic, but to save my life or to save the situation, they had to do something a lot more invasive than I, than I was ready for. Um, and I don't speak for anyone else, but it was a personal boundary that I crossed. And, um, you know, we're still working and healing and dealing through the whole thing, but it's like, it's that, that was just, that was like a come to Jesus for me moment. I was like, well, how far are we really willing to push this? Yeah. And, and is it ever going to be enough? Cause that's what I always tell myself. I'm like, well, when I have the money, I will get a tummy tuck and it'll fix it. And it wouldn't be that crazy because I have a injury right. and it's, it's a real, it's a rip right. and a hernia. Well, that's how and I so was. I, I rationalize it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is, you know, well, it's because of my C-section right. and I'm, you know, I just, I laid my body down for my children. So I deserve this. Exactly. And then it's just like one thing led to the next. And I was like, and like, again, like I said, no I, judgment, no judgment. Zero God, judgment. No. I mean, you know, but I, um, 
for me, it really was a moment of, it was actually, you know, and this is how God always works in my life, but it was like, I have to be, I have to like have a knife through my hand and he's like, are you done cutting the avocados? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I am done with the avocados and I'm just very stubborn. And I, it was a personal moment of clarity for me. And that's why, you know, I do think it's important just to presence it and it's, and it's everywhere. And I think too, what drives me crazy is that like, I'm targeted by ads, like on the Instagram and stuff like fitness and stuff. And I just say this and I don't, this is not everyone, but I want for people to know there are so many people out there that are feeding you bullshit that are not, it's, it's not real. It's so fucking staged. It takes all day to make these posts. Yes. Yes. You are not bad. If you need to grab a fucking snack, you know, on the side of the highway No. or, you know, you can't, you know, do it perfect every single day. Like that's not reality. No. And I think it's, I think what's so, hurtful (laughs) and not to make this against women I mean against men but I'm like when Jeremy started getting into meditation and he does my workouts with me and it's like a real like it's like our how we start our day it's this really cool foundation that is so important for our relationship and like I was I was gone yesterday so I did mine before he got up and he texted me and was like I missed our morning like Mm. chat you know lamb (laughs) (laughs) but honestly that has got that has come with like doing something together and like it wasn't always like that. Yeah. Like he's always been a limb, but we weren't as connected. But the, even something as simple as like, I have this like Korean moisturizer sunscreen that I love. And he's like, how come nobody tells men to put this on? And yeah. I'm like, right. Yeah. And I'm not, and that is the double-edged sword that is doing things for your body that make you feel good or making improvements to your body, whether it's through a surgery or through workouts or right. through meditation, that is good. It starts, it's the road to hell, right? right? It's paved with good intentions yeah. people just trying to feel better. Yeah. People trying to feel confident yep. and, he, and, and love themselves. It, and then suddenly, if you're not careful, you can just like slip down this really, really dark path. It's very thin line. Right. Between between like being healthy and being a little psycho. Right. And I think too, like that's another thing about the industry too, like the whole self-help, enlightenment, this and that. You know, we had this guy on the podcast a few weeks ago, Mark Howard, and he said something that I really resonated with. He said, you know, at some point you have to, you know, you have to stop healing and you have to start living. And I I I was like, I, me too. I mean, that was like my biggest takeaway. I was just like- Dude, I love that. And it doesn't mean that you're, it's not going to come back around. Like we're all constantly like having experiences and we're all going to be healing from something. But if we're constantly living, my belief, if we're constantly living in this place where it's like working, working, working on ourselves, working on ourselves, working on ourselves, when does it ever get, and I'm not talking about people that are, that struggle with addiction or things like that, that every day you right. have to sit and face and make a plan. I, I totally understand that. But it's like, you know, it's like you were saying, it's like you look incredible, but you're like picking apart maybe like one teeny tiny little dot. Yeah. You know, and it's like at some point you just got to start living. Right. You're like, cool, this is working. And that has been another thing, like just going back to the meditation, I'm like that it's helped me realize that I don't have to like figure it all out. I spend so much brain energy being like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Mm-hmm. When am I going to get to where I'm going? When am I going to be a success? When am I going to hit the goals that I have for myself? Mm-hmm. And goals are not bad. But when you can't even look, I had a situation where my son got really sick this past weekend and it was like everything just kind of fell away. And I was like, this is the only thing that matters that matters right yeah. now. I mean, I matter. Yeah. I always matter. But I'm just saying like right now, it just was such a perspective shift that is like things, things that you think matter a whole lot 
really may or may not. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not this, uh, the human brain is extremely powerful in telling you um, what is important and what's the truth. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there really even is a truth, Mm -hmm. except that we're all already fine. I know. And that's what meditation has taught me is like, I don't have to figure it all out. I can just rest and yeah. relax. And that doesn't mean I just sit around and like stare at the trees right. and sing Kumbaya. Yeah. I still go for my goals yeah. and I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm like just making sure that I don't, if it starts to feel like, cause like you said, those posts, they were really fun and I would like pick out a song, but then my kid would come up and be like, Hey mom, I made this. And I would be like, like, get out of here. Hang on a second. I'm trying to, I'm trying to line up this fucking Instagram story. And it was just like so alarming when I, I took it out and looked at it. It was like, how much time am I spending on these? Right. Who, who is this for? Is this about me looking on there and being like, you look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to feel, when I get out of bed in the morning, I want to feel like you look good. Yeah. But I don't want to put it on Instagram and have someone else tell me that I look good. Right. Because that feeling is so addictive. Well, and when it goes away, it, you feel that's you, the pedestal. You fall. can't tell yourself th- that well, like enough why, why, once well, it goes away. What happened? I mean, and listen, I have gone through so many cycles of that because yeah. this, oh, my business, it does, it rise and falls like that. And you're such a figure. Like, how do you deal with that? Because I'm like, people look to you, not only like it's, it's your physical image and your, emotional you know your presence is a persona in a way to I think it's genuine but well, it's it's yes. what sells the business and it's what so it's like how do you how do you separate the two of like who is actually Sarah and who is this person that's running a business yeah. and needs to or feels like they need to look a certain way that's it's so the genuine part of me like who I am on the inside is who I am everywhere yeah and then that's sometimes true. the confidence of like I'm 40. I've, you know, I've put on a little weight, this and that. She wa- she waxes and wanes. Yeah. She does. Like, she, but, and it's so interesting because like when I'm teach, I've, and I think I've referenced this before, but I've heard, I actually just listened to a podcast with Florence Welch the other day. And she was talking about how like when she was on, when she's on stage, it's like she can actually hide even though there's right. hundreds of millions of people watching her. And I'm like, it's so fucking addictive and powerful that just this recently, um, like I was saying, I had this situation where I wasn't able to teach for like 10 days and I got to go back and teach this morning and I was, I was craving just that, like that rush. It's like, it's like, it is like a drug, you know? And I, yes, I love it. And I love the work and all of it, but no, it's something I have to check myself with. And that's why these past 10 days I have been like clawing at my fucking skin, like, okay, you're in it right now. We talk about it. Like you're in it. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's the end. The end is my favorite part because it's where the lesson is. And I love a lesson. I love a share. The, the beginning is fun because it's buzzy. It's exciting. You're a little nervous. A and then on. the middle is where I'm like, who fucking put me, who dropped me <laughs> off and took all the gas? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like who left me here to die? Right. And that's where I've been for, you know, almost two weeks. And it's really hard. It's really hard on my relationships. Like John's like, you've been so cold. And I'm like, I am just trying to hang on. Yeah. And I mean, I feel he gets the brunt of it and I'm being totally honest. Like I do feel bad. Not that you listen to my podcast, but I'm sorry. So there I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's, it's, I know I'm like, that is the truest part though, because it's, and it's also like, don't you feel like you're justified in that though? Like, don't you feel like it, it's like, this is my, even after you have a kid or like postpartum, anytime that your body feels not your own or like something that's foreign to you or something that you really are just like, this is out of control. Yeah. 
it's, it's still valid. Yeah. You know, even if it's like, it seems, well, I don't know, like people are like, so big deal. Like put on, put on a different pair of pants. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I know that in my logical brain, I know that, yes. but I'm, it doesn't take away the realness of how it affects you and how you yeah. treat other people in your uh, life. Oh, totally. How you get up out of bed or not. A hundred percent. And, and you know, is there, like we said, like, you know, I want to say a level of vanity, a level of, you know, surface level experience. Yes. But that is, that's the world I'm, I'm living in, you know? Right. And that's the, that's the interesting conundrum is that they're so tied up together. It's almost this, they're like impossibly intertwined. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I feel in my class sometimes, and I think that's why I talk about like, it's such a like, I don't know if dichotomy is the right word. My vocabulary mm-hmm. is terrible, but I'm like, lean in, you know, trust the process. Then I'm like, fucking push. <laughs> and it's so, it's like, I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> but I, the way I, I like try to make sense of it in my head, cause I never want something to just be like, I want there, there's a purpose to it. Cause I know it works. I've seen it work, but it's like, that's the inhale, the exhale, right? The, the masculine, the feminine, the one door closes, one door opens yeah. the black, the white, right? It's like, there is, it's a dance and I, for me, like getting in to teach this morning, like those 45 minutes, I felt rebirthed. I know that's yeah. quite dramatic, but I just like the class was vibing. It was so much energy. And it was like, we were like, we, there was eye contact, like people were in it. I was in it. And like, when we all left, it was like, it's like a cathartic release. No, a hundred percent. And I think that that is so clear that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And that's not, that isn't vanity. Right. That's, that's you fulfilling a purpose that is like inherent to you. Right. And I think I so much want to, I think for so long, and I think Kelly, Jean, and I touched on this too. It was such a, I wanted to prove like, it's not the fitness. It's not the fitness. It's not the fitness, but yeah, some of it is the fitness 100%. and that's okay. Right. There's but it's a like scientific element to it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like it makes your brain feel better. Yeah. And if your brain feels better, you do better. And if you do better, the world does better period. The end of sentence. Yep. Um, and, but at the same time, like I want for people, like, I feel like I'm going all over the place, but I want for people to know it is okay to feel good about looking good. Right. It is okay to feel good about feeling good on the inside, but we have to, I think having relative conversations just keeps us in check. Exactly. Because that's what I felt. I was like, I'm not a bad person for wanting to be in shape. I'm not like an anti-feminist for, you know, wanting to have strong arms. A lot of that is because... I have a ton of physical shit I have to do. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, it behooves me. I want to be, my mom has rheumatoid arthritis and she really never took care of herself and she burned herself out Mm -hmm. and she's extremely physically limited now Mm -hmm. and she's really young. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it terrifies me. Like I always feel like I'm outrunning this like thing that's coming for me. Yeah. Some autoimmune disease or some, some like physical thing that's going to take away my mobility. Yep. And so it's this big boogeyman for me. And everybody has something like that, Mm -hmm. no matter where it's rooted in. Right. And it manifests itself in different ways. So I'm like, it starts out genuine and it is genuine. I think talking to you and talking to people about it in an honest way is what people are afraid of because nobody wants to be labeled as like, oh, well, you're anorexic or you're this because you're worried about like you're, mm-hmm. you're noticing you're trying, you're, the goal is to be lose weight right. or the goal is to be more fit. And it puts you into this bucket and it's like, I don't want to, it's honestly why I've avoided fitness for as long as I have, mm-hmm. because I feel like it, it gets really measury and it does. you start tracking things and stuff. And it, and I just don't know that I've had the mental fortitude to like have a handle on that. Mm-hmm. But I think I do. And I think everybody does as long as you're putting yourself 
first in a way that's like, I'm still good enough even if I if this changes or if this goes away. Right. And that's not that's easier said than done. Much easier said than done. And I also think like kind of to that point, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, Kira, um, the other day, and she's like, you always greet people by telling them you, you look great. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and, and I, I'll say this cause she would say this on here. She's like, it makes her uncomfortable. And I'm like, Kira, but that's your conversation. Right. right. And that, and I mean, like I said, I'm not talking shit about Kira. I will talk shit about Kira, but she would, <laughs> she would, she would say the same thing. And I'm like, like, so Chandler was in here the other day and we were all shooting the shit and I was like, Chan, you look so good. And Kira's like, there you go again. And Chandler looked at her. She goes, I know what she means though. Like I knew Chandler when she was 80 pounds. Right. Like she looks fucking good. Like she she's happy and she's radiating. And like, it's not just about like that her body looks healthy again. It's that like, she's fucking Chan again. She's funny. And like, like she looks like she's having a good time. She really does. I, I like having seen her from part of that journey. And like, she just, that's, it's this radiate like she just radiates confidence right. right now. And so I think, and you said this too, like, you know, all of our, um, they, this, I don't want to call them disorders, but all of our thought, like insecurities. everything insecurities, it manifests different ways. They do. So, you know, and it's just tricky because I feel like as we, people come in, like fitness hasn't always been this uh, no. centered in the, in the conversation, in people's lives, like pandemic really escalated people being, they either went one way or the other. They just totally like, were like, mm-hmm. fuck it. <laughs> like yeah. Me eating the brownies. Right. Or they were like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to like tighten it up. It's so true. And it's made it all of a sudden like this p- huge part of the conversation. And I don't think people know how to really incorporate it into to life because like I, I wanted to DM Chandler and say that she looked good. But then I was like, is that okay? Is that like, should I not say that? Right. Is that damaging? Is that helpful? Is that necessary? And I'm like, I've thought all of these thoughts. And by this, I was like, just fucking send it. Yeah. And if somebody, and she's like, you know what? Um, please don't comment on my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I, then Which I Chandler won't. would never say. No, she was like, love you. Yeah. You know what? You've been an inspiration. Yeah. And it was a genuine exchange. And I know people are going to mess up and do it wrong. And I don't think everybody wants to update on how their fucking body looks right. <laughs> every second. Right. But I'm like, I, I, I think it leaves a lot of people, women and men, in a weird place where, like, what is okay to talk about? What yeah. is okay to comment on in your body and in yourself? And how are you talking to yourself? I mean, I think on some level, and you and I say this, because as soon as these mics go off, you and I will, like, have, we'll have a more real conversation. Yeah. You have to watch every fucking thing you say now. You do. And it's terrifying. Because it's... But it's, the pendulum has to swing the other way, right? Because I'm like, uh, what things are we leaving unsaid that need to be said, mm-hmm. but you're too afraid that it could be perceived as this this type of thing? And, and everyone's so different. They're going to receive it in a different way. Right. I, well, and also, sorry to interrupt no. you, I think sometimes people want you to be something, or I know people want probably want me to be something I'm not I'm sure my father's one of them sometimes but oh my god whatever dude he's like your biggest fan (laughs) could you just shut your mouth for like two minutes (laughs) but um more I love you I you know I think that's that's the truth and I I, that's why as much as I can I want to when I'm in a crowd of people with a with with everyone listening and I'm the only one talking like I want to be honest yeah and I you know the, the the truth of the matter is some days I wake up and I don't want to come in here and teach the last damn thing I want to do is put on some damn spandex yeah and dance my happy ass across the room <laughs> however and I'm not just saying this 
those days I make myself move before I teach. I really do. And this is something that this is a practice that's happened as I've gotten older because it's actually like how you met the meditation thing. I have to move before I can go in there. Otherwise it is just a mess. Yeah. And I know that that makes, when I move, I feel better. But I think that's really interesting because I'm like, just thinking about that, I'm like, that's just for you. The Mm. the class, you know, it feeds a different part of you and it Mm. is kind of performative, but I'm like, in in the best way. Yeah, totally. It's a performance. Yeah. You're a fucking rock star. Well, but the meditation thing, that's just for me. Yeah. That's not for the gram. That's not for whatever moving your body before yeah. you go in there and, and do what you do. Like that kind of centering, I think, will keep you at least with a North Star. Yes. Of saying, like, who is this for? Is yeah. this for the people that look at me and think that I look better than I used to. Right. Is this for, for my partner? Is this for the other people in the class who have been like, you know, doing handstands next to me? Right. Right. But if you just do Assholes. it just for yourself, <laughs> you're just trying to live. If you just do it for yourself. And truly, I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's the work. Yeah. Make sure that it's for yourself. And I don't think that there's anything that's bad because people, I mean, people are so fucking complex their traumas and shit. Like I can remember the first negative comment a boy made about my body. And it's like, you shouldn't remember anything from that age. Yeah. Not that vividly. I, I remember where I was and what he said. It was yeah. like this dumb redneck in my town. And we were all playing beer pong. And he was like, you got that titty do. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, and everybody like stops and listens. He's like, your stomach sticks out farther than your titty do. And I was like, what did you, what first did you of all, do? that's the stupidest joke I've ever yeah. heard. I was like, I mean, you're, and how I is was, that possible? I was, <laughs> I was just completely gutted. Like, I was like, what did you say? Nothing. Nothing. I was just humiliated. And I think about that all the time. And I'm like, it makes me mad that he's, that I still think about that. I know. Well, this is, and this is, my dad is the best and he did not, like I played sports growing up and he probably, when he said this, he probably thought this was actually like a, I don't know, a compliment or whatever, but so we had to read this book in high school or middle school called the best little girl in the world. I don't know if anyone's ever read it, but it's a book about a girl who has anorexia and I had to like finish the book and have a report and had swim practice that night. And like when you swim in the morning and at night, you're like starving. So I'm like sitting at the dinner table, like eating like probably a whole thing of fettuccine. And he's like, Oh, what you read? And I'm like telling him, I'm like, Oh, it's about this girl. You know, she's anorexia. He's like, slaps me on the leg. He's like, we'll never have to worry about that with you. Oh I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> and, I, and like, of course being sensitive to people sure. that struggle, I can't even, I can't, I cannot relate to that. But I was like, that always in my head, I was like, so what does that mean? Like, so, so immediately, like whatever grade I'm in, ninth grade, mm-hmm. 13, like super formative. I'm like, so does that mean I'm fat? Right. And that, that like literally has stayed with me. That probably, that thought has probably stayed with me for the rest of my life. Right. And that's like, and that's the whole thing. Like if I really unpack what happened there, it's like this guy probably thought I was fucking hot. Right. And was trying to like get my attention somehow, like the way little five-year-olds punch each other. Yeah. Because they don't. I want to speak to that. <laughs> and you have boys, but I know you're, you're raising your boys, right? Oh yeah. But no. you know, I also was thinking, and maybe I don't remember what I was reading the other day. But you know how they tell girls, well, he's mean to you because he likes you. Okay, we have got to stop telling our girls that. That's fucking okay. disturbing. <laughs> like, no. No. <laughs> no, he's not. No. And, that, and that's why I'm like, it, you can try to make excuses for him and why he said that and any of that. But the fact is the net net is like me being self-conscious of my stomach, which is something I still hold on to to this very day. Yeah. So I think that's how, like, I think that's why people are like hesitant to comment. But I'm like, obviously... Saying someone looks great versus a stupid joke like he made is totally different. But I mean, there's millions of other comments that men have made about my body or women. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I yeah, there's diary entries where my sister went back and wrote, and she said, my friend said that, like, my hips were too wide. Other girls saying that kind of stuff. You know right. what I mean? Like, people just, I don't know. I, and even as, like, my boys, I, I hope I'm raising them right. You but are. they, you know, my three-year-old, he came up and he grabbed my stomach. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of loose skin. <laughs> like, it looks like a couch cushion that, like, somebody took all the stuffing out of and put the button Stop. back in. But they, um... He grabbed it and he wasn't saying anything negative about it, but I had a real, like, I was trying to figure out, like, panicking almost, being like, how do I, how do I, like, frame this conversation with a three-year-old that, like, saying squishy, squishy, squishy as you grab my stomach. Right. (laughs) He doesn't realize what it's doing to me. And I'm also like, I don't want to just leave something unchecked. Right. So it's going to develop later. I was like, why are you? I just asked him, why? Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean? And he was like, tummy is squishy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I've had a lot of babies. Yeah. You know, I just tried to like. It's a, that is an awkward situation. Ask I was, him why he's saying that. Because they're not coming from a place of hate. They, however, can be absorbing mm-hmm. things that are in the ether. Yeah. Whether it's the way I'm looking at myself yep. in the mirror, whether it's how much I talk about myself. I mean, that all, they're like such complex sponges. Yeah. They're pulling things in, which are like what a normal body type or what the desired body type is. And so- Oh my gosh. And especially like Della- Scary. They'll watch like YouTube and like, I'll be like, I'm gonna take a picture of you. And she like puts her hand on her hip and like cocks her head to the side. I'm like, fucking terrifying. Yeah, no, it starts Where did you see that, you know? And that's what I think is like, if I can like- I support everyone being as healthy as they can and taking care of their body. Like I said, my biggest fear truly is some autoimmune disease or something that's in my my mom's history, mm-hmm. health history, like coming to get me. Right. And the years of abuse <laughs> right. on my body right, from right. just like drinking and I think that smoking. You, I really and doing do drugs believe that you've not eating. And like, I think your liver has recouped. It has. Because you're really healthy. I'm on the good foot. Yeah. I, I really am because I didn't know how good you could feel. It's and then once so, I felt good, I, I was know. like, why was I? I always think that too. I'm like, okay, so I don't think people understand how, it's like, how good you feel. No, they, it's like your body, your vessel, it's your, it's your machine, it's your car, it's your truck, whatever it is. If you're like, if you constantly fill it with really shitty gas and then leave it out with the windows down during a rainstorm, it's going to feel bad. Real bad. Real bad. I didn't, <laughs> I always joke, but I'm like, it's not a joke. I like... I think back about how I used to be like even five or six years ago when I was working six days a week in a restaurant and like partying after work every night and then coming home and like momming it from 6 a.m. and then going back at three and doing it all over again. Holy moly. I used to feel like when I think back on it now, I, I categorize it as a torture. I was like the way I would feel if someone were just like torturing. Yeah. Me. Putting yeah. me into like, and I like, I know this worst. Lindsay, which yeah. is amazing because yeah. well, you are definitely not like that oh, at all. Shit, dude. <laughs> no, if you knew me back in the day, like anyone will tell my grandfather, I took him to get his, uh, his watch fixed. I had to go pick it up with him. And he was like, you know, he was talking about how we, what a nice family we have. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, not a one of you, not a one bad apple. And I was like, yeah. And then he kind of hesitated. He's like, we thought you were one for a while, <laughs> but they all did. Like I was, I, I went as hard as you can go. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I live my life. And I don't regret a single piece of it. But right. I, no one ever showed me how good you could feel. Right. And so now I'm just, uh, why would you choose feeling bad over feeling good? At this stage, I think in my 20s, I'd probably do it all again. Yeah. But at this stage of my life, w- with what I have on my plate and what I'm expected to do, I'm like, feeling good is 
I, I, I wake up and I yeah. feel fucking good. Like I yeah. dance around. I mean, like Jeremy sometimes has to be like, take it easy. Yeah. You're like, I feel so good. <laughs> I, Jeremy. I feel so good. And I've never experienced anything like it. And so it feels like a magic trick. It feels yeah. like some, it feels like drugs. Well, you know, when you have felt really shitty for years to go to feeling really good. Yeah, the contrast is so high. Yeah, or like, because I'm, you know, I mean, I always go back to like losing my mom and then losing Grace. And I remember just being so sad. I couldn't even listen to music. I was just so sad. Everything <sighs> just felt sad and not like, and not in my experience, like not like sad, like someone broke up with me, which is very sad, but like so depressed, de- devastated, like never, like never feel like happy would, again. Which was just praying, just give me five minutes of reprieve. Like just could not get out of my own depression. And then being like, then being happy. And I'm like, wow, like it's, like, I don't take it for granted. No. And then just having this little blip on the radar these past, like, two weeks or so, like, and slowly starting to, like, claw my way out. I'm like, okay, here we are. I see the light. <laughs> but that's the wisdom, I think, that you have when, you, when you've when you done the work or when you're, like, a person that is working on yourself. Like, no, you're never going to get there and you shouldn't spin your wheels just endlessly working on yourself. But once you've done it and you've seen what's possible, well, I you think can always it, tap you back have in. the wisdom to totally. be like, my brain is telling me. Mm-hmm. That I have felt better before, despite my circumstances, yep. and that I can get there again through really, really, really small things. It's never one, one thing. It's taken me literally years. Like I don't think people even noticed that I was like working and trying to get mm-hmm. l- not like my body back, but like to feel like myself again. Because I had a really hard time feeling a loss of identity after I had kids. Yeah. I was like a young mom and <clears throat> I was like really not, did not have my shit together, was forced to get my shit together. And then seemed like by the time I got my head on straight, I was like, I don't even remember me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like what being a mom is. It is a transformation that is very upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. when I hear that people are, are having a baby, I, I, this is going to sound fucked up when I say it, but I mean like I almost have like a period of like, oh, I know, like a morning. For the former them, because I'm yeah. like, you don't know what's coming, and I don't have the heart to tell you. Well, and you can't tell anybody. <laughs> they wouldn't listen you to you. You can't, like, nobody can prepare you for having you. a child. No, and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. It's, it's the great. best, but it's also, I mean, it's... I just think people minimize the fact that yeah. it's, a, it's a fucking... Well, I remember when I had my C-section, and they literally, like, took two babies out of my body, all my <laughs> organs out, tied my tubes, and then I was like, bleed. They were like, this happens to, like, 1% of people. Oh, it's happening to you, you know? And then they, like, put all my organs back in, sewed me up, and they were like, all right, here's a baby. And I was like, all right. I'm sorry, ma'am. Can like, can I get a drink first? Like, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Could you buy me a martini before you hand me the can baby? Like, tell me what the fuck is going yeah, on. Like, it's it's because it's it's because we've normalized it so much. And you know, like in other cultures, like in Eastern cultures, you know, they it's like a process. Like, you go home with someone, the, they nourish you with soups and warm yes. foods. You're not supposed to walk upstairs. And like in the West, like, and I was part. Believe me, I was part of that conversation. I was like, look how much weight I've lost in so much yep. fast time. Like, you literally pop a baby out, and you're like, hey, me my running shoes. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's fucking weird. Up. It's fucked <laughs> weird. up. Weird. And that's the crazy part. I'm like, we're, women are the only ones that have to go through this if they choose to have children. And then simultaneously, they're the ones that get criticized the most. And I'm like, you, I don't care what you say. If you are not a female that's had a baby, like, yeah. you just can't really understand yeah. the total breakdown. I mean, there's other ways that you could have a similar thing, like an, a loss of identity or like just feeling like you don't even remember who you are. If you're coming out of addiction, for instance, yeah. or if you, something catastrophic happens right. in your life. Like there's a million ways to do it. It doesn't just have to be a baby, but I'm... That's just the most common one that I don't think people get prepared for and or can't be prepared for. And I was 
trying to figure it all out. And I just was so... And you were like, you know what? Let's have another one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that was an accident. Um, But yeah, no, they're all perfect. And I'm I'm glad that they're here. You love them. You are such a great mom. Thank you. I I delight in them. They're so precious. I delight in them. They are truly like the fucking And they're just like little... They're just inquisitive and they're cool and they're like chatty. And Thank you. They are. Thank you. They're not, I mean, they're not, I don't, I don't, your oldest Julian, right? Yeah. He's not shy. No. He like comes up, he's like, hey. Yeah. Where's that boy I played with that one time? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're so awesome. And that's, and, and in the end, like after like finally figuring it out, I'm like, it took years. It's a, such a slow rebuilding that you feel like the needle isn't moving, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. You're just plateaued. And then I'm like, but the, the consistency is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Because you can do all this work and you can be on it and then something fucking knocks you down. Life is always going to come and knock you down. Mm-hmm. And then when it does, if you just say, well, that's it. I'm just, I, I live here now. I, yeah, this yeah. is that. If you just accept that rather than say, no, I know that waking up and stretching, washing my face and sitting down and meditating, mm-hmm. it's just going to like ripple effect out into my life. Mm-hmm. and. And I really, not like I'm like this huge success, but in the way that I measure success now, I'm like, I could be fine with just, just everything that I have now. Mm -hmm. And that is not something like, I'm a really (laughs) motivated person. I have all that these, like, I'm like kind of a workaholic. I love to, to excel. Like I'm competitive. Mm -hmm. And, and I finally had to be like, what, what are you competing for? Mm -hmm. What's What's at the end? I mean, that's you're me already too. there. I know you have so much. No matter what your situation is, even if it's bad, it's like you have so much. And if you can focus on that and like keep the consistency there, and just don't say mean things to yourself. And if you do, just be like, "That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's fucked I mean, up." Wouldn't it be <laughs> wild to like really hear like to if somebody could go in your brain with a recorder? Oh, be scary. It would be scary. Be. It would probably not be that shocking though, because yeah. people will be like, that's the same. Oh, me too. That's exactly what I do. Oh, same. It's <laughs> oh, exactly what I do. Yeah. I, you know? And so I think it's just the consistency part has been the only thing that has made lasting change for me. Yeah. Is just keeping it going even when I don't want to, or, you know, I take rest days and stuff, but not the meditation, because I'm like, you can meditate in your fucking bed. Yeah. When I'm sick, when I'm scared, when I'm anything, I can still meditate because it's my breathing as yeah. long as I have air in my lungs I can meditate yeah and once I do that you know if I feel like working out I will and if I don't I won't but if I I just keep trying and if I eat bojangles I love that shit so good I fucking love all food like yeah. I'm never gonna deny myself food but I'm like I'll try to make a good choice make the next choice a good choice too yeah or a better choice right or a different choice yeah or like something that I know is not gonna spin me out I know and I think that that's a valid point too it's like I've and I've been this person. Well, I made this one choice, so let's just let's you know what? Fucking fuck double it. down. Here we go. <laughs> bang bang. Yeah. I'm about to go to Popeyes yeah. right after yeah. I go to Bojangles <laughs> exactly. and just make it a New Orleans yeah. feast. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you don't have to live like that, folks. I'm here to tell you. You, you can, can have Bojangles for breakfast <laughs> and a salad for dinner. Yeah, yeah you can. And you should. I and highly recommend works. it. Yeah, I highly recommend it because I'm like I love when Cardi will post and be like going to McDonald's. Yeah, because I'm like that that is real and people aren't fucking deprivation makes me feel like I like I'm 
in jail or something. Yeah. Like I can't have the idea that I can't have something or shouldn't have something or something is bad, especially around food because food is so important to me. Mm-hmm. I just won't, I can't deal with that. But I'm like, but you can also like literally last night, ta- why am I always eating cheesesteaks? But <laughs> last night I went to Dee's, which is my favorite <laughs> cheesesteak spot. I had a really long day. I like got to DB's. They had the fries perfectly crispy. Like they were oh, so fucking delish. good. They're dusted in old Bay. Like they just fucking kill it. And if you go to DB's, you should get the cheesesteak, the 12 inch with mayo, peppers, hot peppers, onions. I want it right now. It's so fucking good. It's amazing. They kill it. And I ate that. And then I was like, after that, sometime later, it was time for my usual nightly smoothie that yeah. I drink or whatever. And I was like, well, that feels stupid to have a smoothie <laughs> when I just took down six inches of cheesesteak. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, like, I didn't feel too full, and I was like, I'm going to have it. And it totally, uh, they work together. Yeah, they're married. Uh, they, they do well. Yeah. And you'll feel better. And I woke up this morning feeling better for it, being like, glad I got those greens in there. Yeah. Like, it's just about having what you want, but also making sure that you're not, you know, just trying to trying to balance it out, which is a joke. It's balance a lot of is work. a joke, but... But, but it's, the sentiment it's, is there. It and is. If you and keep I think trying, it's, it's the work of balance. Like, it's not like, oh, guess what, guys? I've created balance this week. No, 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 never. And anytime I think I do, it's like the universe just pushes me into a pit. They send you to work with two raw eggs. <laughs> I packed my lunch this morning. Super stoked on my hard boiled eggs. We have like a sea salt shaker here. Everything is so delicious. And I went to go have one of my delicious eggs and it was two raw eggs in my lunchbox. So <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. Yeah. I wish I had brought a hard boiled egg for you. It's but. a metaphor for everything. Well, I'm so glad we did this. This was fun. I finally got you behind the mic. Thank you. This was really fun. And you guys go check out Lindsay. Just tell us everywhere we can check you out, please. FNB Radio um, on Instagram is where you can find all of the food stuff. Um, I have a podcast too. It's, it's not... Um, this organized. It's, it's very just good me though. talking into my mic uh, about the things that are going on in food and beverage, but it's really fun. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. I'm around. Yeah. And you guys, if anyone, I don't, are you saying, are you taking clients? Yeah. If you guys are ever thinking about doing a podcast, it's not as easy as you think it is. <laughs> don't be an idiot. Sarah makes it look easy. No, I think you make it look no. easy. I'm always like, oh, can we edit that? Um, call reach out to Lindsay she's so damn good and you know she's got these cheesesteaks she has to eat she's got babies she's got to take care of she needs you so as always y'all share this with your friends rate us review it we'll catch you next week bye